Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And this week is uh, a little different than normal because this is our summer preview episode where we like to play a little game. Uh, this is the third iteration of the game, and so the rules are slightly changed, but we do um, like a fantasy draft. So we're each going to be drafting five movies that are released between May 1st and August 30th, uh, 31st um, in 2019, and we earn points. And I'll explain the point system uh, momentarily, but... Um, it's basically we take the domestic box office provided by box office mojo as uh for each movie we're only looking at domestic box office and then we look at metacritic.com and take their percentage score and turn it into an actual percent so we multiply the box office by the metacritic score to get a big number and then we divide by a million which gives us still a lot of points like we're, we're talking hundreds of points for a lot of these movies um, a big blockbuster usually can rake in anywhere from 150 to uh, 600 points, depending on how high the meta score is and whatnot. So it's not just picking on who we think will make money. It's also who we think will be critically acclaimed and also make money or play in the odds. Like if you think a movie's going to make a lot of money but have a really low critic score, do you want to go with that or a smaller money movie that will have a really high critic score? It's, it's a gamble. Um, it's a lot of fun. We kind of keep up with it over the summer. And it's also a way of kind of looking at ahead of what we are looking forward to seeing and maybe what we're not looking forward to seeing. Um, the big change to this year is our wild card system. We always try to have like a bonus point. And in the last two years, it's been kind of, yeah, I haven't liked either one. So this year, it made the most sense to not let anybody pick the obvious big blockbuster, high dollar movie, Avengers Endgame. And instead, we're gambling prices Right style on how much money we think it'll bring into the domestic box office. Um, whoever's closest without going over will get an extra 100 points to their total score. So, Corey, how much did you gamble that Avengers Endgame will make in the, bo uh, the box office this summer? $604 million. She went 604 Mike, what about you? I went $500 million, and I think I... Must have gotten my uh, exchanges, currency exchanges wrong, but and then, seems uh, low. I went seven hundred million, and uh, my basis of that is the all-time domestic grosses. Do you guys know what the number one domestic gross is? Uh, grossing film. Uh, mm -mm. I'm drawing a blank. But I saw if I think it was one of these movies, and it was one point three nine two billion or something like that. No. Uh, no? no movie has broken the billion in domestic. Uh, worldwide, Oh, yes. it was probably worldwide, my bad. Um, domestic, Star Wars The Force Awakens has the record right now with $936 million. Dang. Um, second place, and it's a distant second place now, is Avatar with a with $760 million. So Gross. Um, How did that even happen? Well, it's it still owns the worldwide with almost $2.5 billion, I believe, for uh, Avatar, um, with Star Wars just being underneath that. Black Panther, though, last year took over the third spot, knocking Titanic down a spot with $700 million. Um, and Avengers Infinity War knocked Titanic down another spot with $678 million. So 
I'm gambling that it's a sequel, direct sequel to Infinity War, that it's going to do a little more money. Um, it's possible that it's going to uh, break the record if people want to see it a second time. My hesitation is that it's a three-hour movie. Oh, that's right. And it's there is a chance that they screw this up. This is a big gamble. If the sequel does anything that the fans don't like, as we have seen, they will sour on it. Proof is, I mentioned Star Wars Force Awakens, 936 million. Last Jedi is not even in the top 50. Um, which I love Last Jedi, and I disagree with anyone who thinks otherwise. But um, this, uh, it's very possible that this movie can break the record if it's successful in all that it's trying to do, and it's it's trying to do a whole lot. But it's also possible that it will fall short if it doesn't live up to anyone's expectations or if they don't want to watch their beloved characters be uh, taken out one by one systematically. Um, but that's how it's going to work. So whoever's closest without going over, that's the thing. If it only does Infinity War money, then I've gone over and I am not eligible. And that would put Corey with the win. If it underperforms, we might none of us might get bonus points. Um, that is a possibility. If it only hits like $350 million for some reason... All of us are way over. So uh, there's a chance that none of us get bonus points, but there's a, a good chance, depending on, again, uh, is the repeat business going to be there for a three-hour-long film? Avatar was over two hours, and so was Force Awakens, but not quite three. So it, it will remain to be seen. Um, for the rest of the episode, what we're going to be doing is uh, we've pre-selected our draft order, and... Um, we go uh, with five rounds because this is top five movies, so there will be five rounds. And at the end, we will each have five movies that we are hoping will get us enough points that we get bragging rights. Um, in the past, what we've done is uh, the winner gets to pick a movie that the other two have to watch. Um, Mike picked uh, 24-hour party peeper after 24-hour party people, sorry, <laughs> after uh, he won last year. I know, it's a really weird... He just stares out of peephole the whole movie. It's very oh, God, weird. that sounds creepy. Um, it would be very creepy. Uh, but he chose that, and it was a movie he actually liked, and I liked as well. And I think, Corey, you've already watched it too, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you still haven't watched it? Slacker. Um, no, I'm sorry. I promise I will, though, because I bought it when you talked about it before Before we even like, did it as a... It's not three hours long. It is not yeah. three hours long. Um, Sold. And I... Um, <laughs> I, the year before, picked Hudson Hawk when I won, uh, and uh, I liked that movie. You guys didn't hate it as much as you thought you would, but you no, still didn't like it. No, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Yeah. I, I didn't really mind it. I can totally understand liking it as a child. Yes, and that is important. I've been a fan of it. I've been a fan of it since I was a kid, and it's mo mostly nostalgia, although I still love the musical number of Swinging on a Star. I just think it's great. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, this year, I think we're looking to do something slightly different. So there, as of now, I'm going to keep the stakes off the table for the listener, but we will let you know there will be something. Uh, the winner will get some type of a prize, and we will inform you of what that prize will be later on. But there is something at stake, and it is a little more than um, torturing each other with movies, uh, which we've learned a lesson because we did the Oscar draft, not this year, but last year. And Big Tuna made us watch uh, Boo 2, A Medea Halloween. Yeah. And, and it I, just felt like we weren't friends anymore. Yeah, it really hurt on a deep level. Uh, this year, I did the, the Oscar draft with um, Sean and uh, Matt outside of Top 5. And they both won. They tied. And I had to watch um, Exorcist 2, 
because Matt picked that one. And, the heretic? Uh, yeah, because Matt's a Does big fan like of The it? Exorcist. N- he likes it as a bad movie. Um, okay. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but And then uh, Sean actually picked a good movie. He picked Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a mm. Christmas zombie musical um, from last year, I believe. And I love that movie. I've watched that one already. I haven't got to Exorcist 2 just yet, but I'm, I'm going to. Um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about not being tortured if I don't win. But I do desperately want to win, believe it or not. It is something that... I take great pride in, and um, I'm hoping. Now, again, Avengers Endgame is off the table. We're looking from May 1st till August 31st, and we have an extensive list of movies to choose from. Um, We'll be going uh, in the the first round. Corey will get to go first. Mike will go second, and I will uh, wrap it up at the end with third, and then we'll go to round two, and I'll go the order each time. Um, We're also going to kind of talk about the movie, so if you don't know what's coming out this summer, this is a good opportunity for you to hear uh, these little details about when things are coming out and whatnot. So uh, keep a listen for that. And we won't, we are going to try not to go too long. So uh, without any further ado, guys, are you ready to jump into the draft? Yeah. And then, Corey, you're technically on the clock. I hope you have a movie in mind. Um, what is your first pick of the draft? I don't have a list made. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I don't really ever know what to expect really with critics. So I mostly go with money. So, uh, I decided, I actually just changed it right now. Um, I went with Spider-Man Far From Home. Ah, good pick, I think. Um, um, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, why, why'd you pick it? But I think you were about to get into that. Yeah, just, I just, I'm a numbers person. Um, so I, like, made my list. So I know that this is just, like, part of the course, like, this is just life now. But almost all the movies, it seems like, are like sequels mm-hmm. yeah a lot of so, movies are so i mostly like the ones that are sequels i looked at like their past films or films that are kind of in the same if they're not a sequel kind of in the same i guess genre or you know same idea and saw how they did but um yeah so this one is directed by john watts i've never seen spider-man homecoming guys oh, you can what? throw tomatoes at me <laughs> it's really good <laughs> I'm so over comic book movies. I'm just done. I don't get um, that, but okay. And yet her first pick is yeah. a comic book well, movie. Well, she, yeah. she sees the trend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep making them because people keep going. It's just me. And they're um, mainly entertaining. There's some bad ones. She is not a people, she says. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an alien. Um, I don't really know what to say about this movie, but it is the second one in the Homecoming <laughs> series, and it has Zendaya and Tom Holland. John Favreau. I'll talk more on the details. Um, We've got uh, a very interesting thing is that a lot of speculation circles this film because of the events of Infinity War. Um, Spoiler warning for that movie real fast. Um, We won't do a normal spoiler because we haven't seen these movies yet either. But um, Infinity War, Peter Parker fades into dust. He's turned into sand. He tells, I don't feel so good. And then he's gone. Um, So there's a lot of speculation about this movie. Is it before Infinity War or not, and nothing's been confirmed. So uh, most people have been expecting that a lot of the heroes that died in um, Infinity War were going to be restored, and the heroes that survived will die because their contracts are expiring or they're getting too old, etc. So looking at it from a realistic film world perspective as opposed to inside the movie, um, most likely Far From Home is after Endgame. However, nothing has been confirmed, so there is a possibility because Nick Fury shows up in the trailer 
uh, Samuel Jackson, um, the actor playing Nick Fury, and so uh, so does Tom Holland. So it's very possible this takes place prior to um, the events of Infinity War, but more likely it is uh, after Endgame and everything has been brought back to normal. We've got a lot of big cast showing up in um, this. Uh, it looks like Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Adrian Toomes, which could be a spoiler, mm. I guess, but I'm just looking at the cast list here. Um, John Favreau shows up as Happy, and Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be playing Quentin Beck, but if, you know, if you've seen the trailer, he's playing Mysterio, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. If only, if only they'd snuck in Hasselhoff as Nick Fury, and we could have like, gone with that. The, the timeline has been restored wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. The snap, the snap has altered all sorts um, of things. But this movie comes out July fifth. Uh, so if you're looking forward to uh, Far From Home, like I am, because Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, um, with the exception of Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales is the best right now. No offense to Peter Parker fans, but let's be real: Into the Spider-Verse is amazing. Um, but I do love Homecoming, and I'm very excited about Far From Home uh, and seeing the the exploits. Um, if you saw Homecoming, Corey, one reason why I think you would like Homecoming, there's a lot of John Hughes embedded into the film um, because they did make a teen movie for um, Spider-Man Homecoming, hence the name Homecoming, too. It even does revolve around the dance and some other things, but the dance is a big part of it. So if that maybe gives you some motivation to give it a chance. Maybe. Um, all right, so Corey's first pick, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, I think a solid pick. Um, if you haven't looked, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming did pretty well when it came out, and the Marvel films in general tend to make a couple hundred million, um, or at least a hundred and uh, something million. I think Ant-Man and the Wasp last year made like 172, um, so you're usually pretty safe, and for the most part, the Marvel movies have averaged around 60 in Metacritic. Uh, there's a few below that, and there's a few above that, but I would say the average falls in the 60s. So if it makes $200 million, you're looking at 60% of that as points. So that's a pretty good pick, I think. Hmm. Perfect. This, is, this might be how detailed my list is, guys. Sorry to like <laughs> shed a little light into my, my madness here, but... Um, all right, Mikey, uh, you're up on the clock. What do you got for number two? Well, my madness is totally different in that I don't know that I put any science into this, just like uh-huh. I have in the past. So I, I lucked it. out last year. No, I didn't. I really didn't. I made my list, though. And I almost made a mistake. I was going to give my lower draft pick, but I'm going with my my, uh, yeah. my what I feel is a flagship first. Definitely. Uh, I want to go. I want to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, interesting. Uh, it just it's his return to the big screen whose return uh well tarantino's i mean if if you if you have to ask you'll never know <laughs> well we have to um, assume our listeners but know just, oh I, I i never assume that of our listeners that makes something of both of us but um yeah just i didn't know what to think until the trailer dropped mm-hmm. and then i was definitely in i i i it's been a while since I've seen a Tarantino because I missed Hateful Eight at the big screen, but I have I, I have those days. I mean, I missed Reservoir Dogs at the big screen, but did catch Pulp Fiction. So, who knows how many more he's got left? If if this is it for him, or I don't Should know. Be two I, but more. He, this one and one okay, more. Two more. All right. Uh, has he worked with DiCaprio before? No. This is. Oh yes. Or I'm sorry. Brad- yes. 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 Django Unchained and uh, Inglorious Bastards. For, Thank you. Uh, Brad- okay. Brad Pitt. Okay. All right, I just was like, why, why couldn't I remember? See, I didn't catch Django Unchained at the big screen either. Mm. So I just like the idea that he's putting in, the inclusion of Bruce Lee, who he paid homage to, and Kill Bill. Uh, just 
historic, you know, historical fiction thrown into the with uh, Sharon Tate, LaBianca, the Tate LaBianca murders back there in the Manson deal. It's it's it really has piqued my curiosity. So. Well, so this is uh, from what I remember, and I'm not looking at anything, but I did a lot of digging because I'm a big Tarantino fan. I'm very excited about this particular film. is a star-studded cast. This is one of his only summer movies. Uh, Tarantino usually goes for the prestige time of the year, so like towards the end of the year, December, November, October. Uh, so being in the middle of the summer, in fact, the release date is July 26th for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it does star Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate, Timothy oh, Olyphant, yeah. Brad Pitt, Leo DiCaprio, Dakota Fanning, um, Al Pacino's in this somehow, Kurt Russell, Luke Perry before he passed away, um, Tim Roth, of course, the regular for uh, him, Emil Hirsch, James Marsden, I mean, Scoot McNary, who I know, um, Lorena Izzo, who's in a bunch of stuff recently, I mean, this cast is ridiculous, um, uh, James Remar, who shows up a lot, Michael Madsen, a Tarantino regular, um, Bruce Dern, Zoe Bell, who's another Tarantino regular, I mean, uh, oh, you know, Lena Dunham's in this movie, who I'm not necessarily a fan of, but she's in a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, the the cast is crazy large. Uh, Tarantino doing this, um, and because he announced this a while ago, there's been a bunch of other movies about Charles Manson and the Manson killings. Um, in the last uh, couple of months, they're hitting festivals all over the place. I think there's two at Tribeca that I'm going to. So I'm very excited. However, Tarantino's movies' box office dollars have been random. Um, so I am curious to see how this one will do because Django Unchained is his highest grossing box office movie. Um, and that one had, uh, you know, it felt like heightened in the trailers, like the marketing for it. Like you had Sam Jackson playing an older guy, you had DiCaprio and you had Jamie Foxx and kind of like he was really hot at the time. I think that was right after Ray and um, it, people flocked out to see that one. So. I'm curious to see how this one does again in the middle of the summer. It's not a it's not a normal spot for him, so I'm excited. Um, Me too. I, I can't wait. I'm I, is this I one didn't you, think about the say again? I was gonna say, is this one you think uh, you'll go to the theater for? Yes. If if I miss this one at the theater, I'll be disappointed in myself. But there have well, I mean, what was the last one? The last one I remember that I was not really wanting to see into the Spider Verse. I, I was really glad I was, I was caught. Yeah. At the theater, so this is one too that I'd like to see. It's been so long. Well, I am. Um, the the one thing I think you have locked in is I very doubt it will be a low Metacritic score. Tarantino's films are generally well reviewed, um, not completely, but generally. So I think you're going to be safe there. It's just now how much money does it make? Does he make? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I have no science in this. So. Yeah, uh, I, I'm taking a gamble with mine uh, for my first pick, but I feel like there's a lot of potential. Um, looking at the director uh, and his last similar styled film, and the love that uh, nostalgia brings, is I'm picking The Lion King, um, directed by John Favreau, um, who did uh, Jungle Book, which Jungle Book did very, very well, both critically and in the box office. And honestly, I thought Jungle Book was only kind of mediocre. Um, this stars uh, a lot of freaking people. Uh, Shewelty Ejafor as Scar, Seth Rogen as uh, Pumbaa, Billy Eichner as Timon, Donald Glover as Simba, James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa, uh, John Canny as Rafiki, J.D. McCary as young Simba, Beyonce as Nala, um, uh, Shade Wright Joseph as young Nala, who I believe, yeah, she was just in Us, and she's terrific in that movie. 
Um, Keegan-Michael Key is Kamari, and then we're just going to start naming characters that I don't know who they are. Um, I'm not a... I, I like the cartoon, but it has been a long time since I've really sat through it. But I am thinking um, this Disney film will be a, a success at the box office um, and will have a large critical reception. I mean, it looks pretty impressive. Uh, the animals do look realistic, which was uh, one of the big praises of Jungle Book. Um, so Favreau knows what he's doing in this kind of realm. Um, I have little love for these Disney uh, live action adaptations, but I'm playing the, the numbers game here, and I think it is uh, very likely that we will see this movie do very, very well at the box office. I also think it's posting itself as at July 19th release. It's in the middle of the summer, um, so it's long after Avengers uh, has come out and will have started to fade. Um, it will have a little competition from Spider-Man. Uh, it is very counter-programming to Once Upon a, a Time in Hollywood, so I feel like it's going to have some legs. I think it'll go deep into August, still uh, bringing kids and families in, especially if it ends up being fun. This is where I could lose the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen the most recent trailer where they show a lot more of the movie, but uh, Scar looks essentially like a malnourished, like neglected lion. Um, and I don't know if, if it's going to be maybe too serious, like too self-serious and... If the movie doesn't bring the fun that the the cartoon did, I just I don't see people coming back to see it again, uh, and I think that's where it potentially could crush me. Um, but I'm I'm playing the numbers game. Uh, I'm hoping that it has the the legs, and um, there is a little bit of other competition that could could hurt it. Uh, also from Disney though, Disney's got a lot in the summer box office this year. But uh, that's my um my number one, my number round one pick. Um, and that concludes round one. So anything to add before we move on to round two? Uh, again, you're right. It's a numbers thing. I am not a fan of, I just, I've, I've long felt these are just a money grab. Oh yeah. For Disney. It's lazy. And uh, that's, I've just killed us having them as a sponsor ever, but. <laughs> oh, just, no. um, I don't know how close uh, we were to getting that. <laughs> you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, Weeks I know away. it was right there. It was right yeah. there, and I just yanked it out from under you all. I just way to go. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I got to keep us grounded and poor. Uh, I just no, no. I just I, I get where you're coming from. I don't. Ugh, I just I feel dirty thinking about it. Well, um, Corey, are you looking forward to Lion King? Are you a fan of the original? You know, um, I think that. I can't remember how old I was when it came out, but my sister loved it, and my brother loved it, and I think I was just, I'm only like five years older than my little sister, but I don't think that it like caught my attention like the Disney movies did when I was their age, but I do, I think that this is a really good pick, though, because I think that a lot of people are going to flock to it. Yeah, I, I do see like a lot of potential for back uh, for it backfiring on me, and I also, the thing I'm about to pick, I think, from round two is potentially the same. Um, which you guys ready for round two? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So listeners, the order for round two, I get to go first because I went last in round one. Mike stays in the second spot and Corey will go third because she went first in round one. Um, so for my first pick in, uh, round two or my second pick overall, I'm going with toy story four. Um, <laughs> I am extremely apprehensive because the last trailer basically just made this look like toy story two, with a spork 
Um, and no, I did not misspeak. It is a spork um, named Forky, though, so it is misnamed. Uh, this movie comes out June 21st, so about just about a month before Lion King. This is another Disney-owned but Pixar-released film. Uh, the Toy Story films have been uh, bonkers at the box office. Tons and tons of money, and it's been a while since Toy Story 3. Um, but here's my hope uh, that kids are just going to drag their parents to this film regardless of the overall quality um they're gonna want to see it and i think parents will drag their kids to see this because of their nostalgia for the franchise my concern is this is the fourth movie in a franchise that felt like a trilogy it felt very much concluded at the end of the third movie and that could be where this bites me in the butt is that it was and for some reason like you said mike with lion king disney's just trying to get money any way they can which is sad because they're making so 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 much money um i want to point out i said disney pretty much owns this summer because mm-hmm. uh, remember they own marvel and we've already mm-hmm. talked about two marvel movies coming out they own mm-hmm. pixar we have toy story they have their disney brand but we also now own fox so all of the fox movies that are coming out this summer are now owned by disney as well so uh disney owns a big chunk of the summer blockbusters uh that are going to be coming out but um are you guys excited about toy story 4 or the franchise in general uh, to be honest, I vaguely remember three. I just know that my ending would have made it so there is no four. It would have had to be a prequel. So ah, you would have let them. You burn. know, yes. That, that's that's mean. Said. That's ending the life cycle of the true the circle of life. These kids got to learn. Well, um, just to go through the list here, that we have the big three returning. Of course, uh, Tom Hanks is Woody, Joan Cusack is Jesse, and um, Tim. I don't. Why isn't he up here? Tim Allen. There he is, way down on the list. Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. Um, you've got the new character Forky, which is a uh, fork that the the little girl turns into a toy, uh, played by Tony Hale, who is great. He's very funny. Um, you got a lot of big names outside of those four. Added Keanu Reeves, uh, Christina Hendricks, uh, Keegan Michael Key, and Jordan Peele are all in this movie. Um, directed by John Josh Cooley, who I'm not super familiar with. But uh, what about you, Corey? Um, I like the Toy Story movies. I am a little, you know, uh, about going to see this because the first trailer I saw didn't look very good. But yeah. also, I've already seen the first three, so... Yeah, I'm definitely going, even though I don't really want to see it. But, um... But, I think... I don't know. Do you go by the Metascore? Or what do you go by for the critics again? Metas- Metacritic, or the Metascore, is what we use for our, our so uh, draft here. The first three had very good... Yes. Very high scores, too. Uh, Pixar, in general, um, scores very high, both in box office and Metascore. So I have a, again, this is uh, kind of, this is the first uh, fourth movie in any of Pixar's franchises. Um, You know, they've been slow going with sequels, but if, like, last year, Incredibles 2 did extremely well. Um, Finding Dory did extremely well. So Pixar's box office very rarely dwindles, especially for their sequels there's a few examples of not so good sequels cars 3 didn't do that well um cars 2 didn't do well at all uh monsters university didn't do excellent but for the most part pixar equals dollar signs and so i'm i'm playing the odds and hoping that that stays consistent especially because i think they just opened like a toy story park at disney world not too long ago so um, oh my god i need to come back to visit this year yep 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 all right um so that's my pick for round two. We're on to the second pick, which belongs to Michael. So, Mike, what are you going with? 
Well, my what my pick has actually been taken, and that's Corey. So, ah. um, hmm. so I'm debating between these two that I have coming. I'm gonna go with the one I, if it doesn't do well, it's okay. I I just I was very very reluctant to even want to have anything to do with it, and then the trailer again, the trailer dropped, and I'm like, <gasps> they're they're real. And Detective Pikachu just uh, drew nice. me in. Yeah. Um and. I actually was looking at some of the Pokemon cards from that game. I'm like, nope, not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> we literally um, got into a Switch, and I've been playing Let's Go Pikachu, and I'm like, oh, I am reliving my not quite youth because I was way older than I needed to be when this, you know, when it was way Generation One came out. Yeah. Well, um, this movie is uh, coming out May 10th, so it's one of the earlier films. We're gonna see really quick how this does for you. Um, I don't know how it's going to do with critics. I do think it's going to bring in the fans. I think it's going to make a, a decent amount of money. One, Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool 1 and 2 has built a quite a fan base for himself. And I think uh, the internet marketing, like not even the official marketing, fans of Ryan Reynolds have been pushing since he was vo- named as the voice actor for Pikachu. Um, they've been going crazy. Uh, Suki Waterhouse is also in it. Catherine Newton and Justice Smith. Uh, you got a bunch of other uh, names. In fact... Uh, Corinne Sony, who is um, the taxi driver in Deadpool, apparently is in this movie, so that's kind of funny. Uh, Ken Watanabe is the detective um, who's, uh, like, I guess partners with Justice Smith's dad is the basis of the trailer, at least, that I've seen. Um, so I I was also apprehensive about this movie, but um, it was on my list of possible picks here. I do think it's going to do well. Pokemon has a built-in fan base. If you want proof of that, let's not forget the summer Pokemon Go came out, and everyone was suddenly walking because we wanted to hatch those stupid eggs. Um, you know, people uh, love this franchise. It is uh, A lot of people are going to be buying Nintendo Switches this year because Pokemon Sword and Shield come out. And uh, I think I think just that alone, at least it's going to have a big opening weekend. I would say you're safe with at least 150 to $200 million for this movie, um, unless it's just really bad. But... It looks pretty good to me, so we'll see what happens. But I think you got a good shot here, Mike. Um, Corey, well, and oh, ahead, I'm just a, it takes me back to because he was in Voices, wasn't he? He was in Voices, which I've still not watched, but uh, he talks to oh. animals, I believe. He does. It's, it's it's not. I didn't expect what I got, and I really enjoyed that. And I'm not saying that because there is a murderous aspect to voices. I'm certainly not expecting that from yes. Detective Pikachu. Although but... the the clown um, with Mr. Mime, the scene in the trailer is really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but Corey, I know you're not a super big Pokemon fan, but I believe your husband is. Am I right? You don't even know. Um, he is like a crazy. He loves Pokemon so much, and he's liked it since he was a kid, and he has played it his whole life like he's never stopped playing um so as soon as he saw this and he saw the trailer he's really excited and my yep. husband never wants to go to the movies so yes. of course i'll take you to the movies and that is an important detail that because fans like that who don't usually spend money at the theater are going to if they're a fan of this franchise and there is a lot of them out there um some people it's, are closet pokemon fans see, too. well that's it i'm not even like a, what you a, like. a super fan and but i took to pokemon go and we did i I didn't even push to get the switch that we got, and I, I, yeah. and I just saw the 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 trailer for Sword and Shield, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna need that too. Yep. So, uh, 
I figure if I'm not even a huge fan, I'm ready to do this. The ones that are that yeah. are there are a lot of them. I, I I actually happen to join our local Pokemon Go raid chat, and it goes all. I literally had to mute it for oh, wow. a few hours here, and I have I'll have to mute it during school days because. It it's just con- consistent. It is busy, is busy it, chat. Using like Discord or um... no? It's on uh, Facebook Messenger. It's oh, okay. an offshoot of a Facebook group. Ah, oh, I may have to join that myself. Although it sounds like I'll have to mute it. Um, all right. Well, that's Mike's pick, and I do think that's a solid pick uh, for number two. Corey, you are pick number uh, two, the last pick for round two. What do you got? Okay, I'm gonna go with. Secret Life of Pets 2. Okay. Secret Life of Pets 2. It made a lot, lot of money. $368 million, and I think it had like a 68 Metacritic. The first one, yep. Yeah. And the big difference is the first one starred Louis C.K. Uh, he is not reprising his role as Max and has been replaced by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Um, plenty of reasons. Uh, but a lot of the other cast is back. Jenny Slate, Kevin Hart, Eric Stone Street, um... Uh, Ellie Kemper is in it. Lake Bell plays Chloe, probably my favorite aspect of this whole movie. Um, Hannibal Burris, which I don't remember if he was in the first one or not. Um, this movie, oh, and yeah, Harrison Ford's in this movie, by the way. What? In the sequel. Um, he's, he's a playing Rooster. Uh, Tiffany Haddish has been added to the cast. Um, lots and lots of good voice actors in this. Uh, the first one was kind of, it's adorable. Let's be real. The animals are cute, but it's it's very loud, but it does appeal to that kid demographic um secret life of pets 2 is coming out june 7th so we don't have to wait too long to see how this one does but i do think it's a relatively safe pick um there's not a lot of cartoons coming out this summer uh toy story 4 i think will will hopefully be the big kid movie but this is going to be a close second um and if toy story 4 is bad this movie is not looking to tell much of a story it's going to have cute animals being cute um and doing little things and that's pretty sufficient i mean just the trailers for the original film all I needed to see were the animals like dancing and having fun, and I was like, okay, I'll watch that. It wasn't great, but it was definitely enjoyable. Uh, my wife, who loves anything to do with animals being human-like, loved the movie. So I'm sure I'm going to see this one with her. Um, and I do have to say, the uh, the bunny that's played by Kevin Hart is getting like turned into a superhero by his owner, and that looks kind of entertaining to me. So. I wonder if she would enjoy a animated animal farm, which I thought was made already, but... Oh, I don't know. I mean, because that's more like political. I don't know if she'd like that. Um, anthropomorphized. I can't English, but you so know you what I mean. You can't ever say that word. Anthropomorph. I don't anthropomorphized. know. Anthropomorphized. Anthropomorphic. Anthrop. Humanized animals uh, are part of the story. Now you look it up. <laughs> that is true. I'm really excited. Sorry, I'm in a nerd for a minute. I've oh, been yeah. reading Watership Down uh-huh. because. I'm a really slow reader, but I freaking love that book so much. And I'm going to watch the, uh, I think it's 1978 cartoon on Criterion. Mm-hmm. Oh. So just talking about, you know, animals that talk. Well, that is uh, round two conclusion. Um, I, I, I saw Secret Life of Pets. Um, Mike picked Detective Pikachu, which I think is going to definitely make some money. And Toy Story 4 was my pick. We're going to round three. Uh, the order is pretty much the same, except Corey and Mike swap spots. I go first again. This is my last first pick. Um, Corey goes second, and Michael goes third. Um, with my f- pick for round three, if you guys are ready, um, mm-hmm. I am going to go with a uh, one that I'm not exactly excited about, but I feel like 
is built in enough of a franchise that it's going to make some money. How well the critics will receive it is to uh, remains to be seen. But I'm going with Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, oh, it's man. The Rock. It's Jason Statham. Um, this movie comes out in August, though, and that is nerve-wracking. Um, it does add to the cast Idris Elba as the villain who looks like he has superpowers. Um, Isaac Gonzalez, who was in Baby Driver, uh, is added to this group as well. Eddie Marzen, uh, Cliff Curtis, um, and some other actors who are... Oh, no, that's not good. Um... It looks like uh, Roman Reigns is going to be in this movie, which is not a good sign <laughs> if they're recruiting wrestlers. Um, it is, though, directed I by... I going to say Jay, Jay Courtney, but... <laughs> oh, oh, God, I would have probably dropped this. Uh, there is a movie on my list that has... Um, I think I left it off the whole list because it had... Uh, oh, I can't... Taylor Kitsch, maybe? I don't remember for sure now. But um, the director of this movie, though, did uh, uh, John Wick. He's uncredited John Wick and Deadpool. <laughs> Um, he did Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2, though. So this director has mm. an action pedigree um, that makes me excited more so for this movie than I would have been otherwise. Um, but I do think it's going to make some money. Um, now, The Rock has let me down. with uh, Last year, I think I had Rampage or Skyscraper. Oh. I had one of those. Neither did very well in the box office. But Jumanji, in, the, in December of the year before, did so well at the box office. So he is hit or miss, but the Fast and Furious franchise has generally done very well. Um, with keeping in mind that Furious 7 is in the top, uh, hang on, I'm, I know it's in the top pretty high. Furious 7 is in the top 50 for all-time gross at with $353 million, um, for that movie. And to be honest, the latter, like Furious, uh, Fast and Furious 6 and Furious 7 had pretty decent meta scores as well. Um, critics have come around to appreciate them as these big, crazy action films. And you're not trying to take them seriously. Uh, they're not works of drama. They are, you know, they wear their uh, themes on their sleeves. They're, it's about family. And um, this is the first spin-off movie, though, which is also not a great sign, right? Uh, do people like these characters enough? Um, I'm hoping yes. I'm hoping yes. I, I'm definitely taking a gamble pulling an August movie when I still have, uh, you know, other months to pull from. But... Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like this franchise. In fact, I haven't seen any of the movies since number three in their entirety. I've seen enough clips to know that I'm not a big fan of the kind of campy action, but the numbers don't lie. So that's my, that's my logic here. I'm still very nervous about this pick. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, it wasn't low down on my list because, you know, I'm sure we all, you know, make sure you pick enough that each of us can have five and we'll, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's not far down in my list, yeah, so it was, not even. I I would have picked Spider-Man or Pikachu or um, probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Secret Life of Pets probably before this one. Um, so you guys did pull some of my other uh, top ten picks. but You took Toy Story 4. I don't want to hear it. Yep. Uh, what studio is this? Um, I, I think it's Universal, but I don't oh, know okay. for sure. That makes sense. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because if they were Fox or something like that, then uh, they're 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 trying to shoehorn heroes in. Uh, yeah, it does look a little too superhero-y for my in my opinion. Um, Idris Elba appears to be like some kind of like nanotech based. Th that's the other one because his track record has been really poor. Yeah, and his last August movie, I believe, was Dark Tower. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Yikes. So I, I'm I'm, a, I'm nervous. I'm nervous uh, to say the least, but. 
it is a movie that I think some fans are really going to be into. Um, but you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, that said, I know neither of you are into the Fast and Furious franchise, if I'm not mistaken, right? I like the original, good, fair enough. Yeah, I like um, the first one. Um, uh, but it's been a long time since I've watched it too. But that's about. I mean, beyond that, because uh, I remember, was it Too Fast, Too Furious? Was that the sequel? The yeah, second one. Yeah, with Tyrese. that one. Yeah, that one. But then I was actually I wasn't too. I actually like Tokyo Drift some. A lot of people do. Yeah, uh, be, well, I mean, because now you do you do get spoilers again. At the end, you get. Um, Vin Diesel like, cameo. Uh, thank you. Yes, you get Vin Diesel show up, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you see where Han, uh, that really badly, that they did that on purpose. They they're probably paying Disney. You know, Maybe. since his name is Han Solo. Yeah, um, and the the Jason Statham character in this movie shows up, I think, at the end of Furious, Fast and Furious 6, and has something to do with the Han character. I don't want to spoil that's, it. But... Yeah, so with the death. Yeah, oh, that's, well, that's there it is. big. Um, so, yeah. Uh, spoiled. Yeah, so, uh, and but Furious, the thing is, Fate of the Furious, the eighth movie, did not do as well as Furious 7, um, so have people gotten tired of it? There was a whole internet Instagram feud with The Rock and Vin Diesel um, during Fate of the Furious, so that is, uh, and he was very mad that he was getting a spinoff, because um, this has been Vin Diesel's franchise for the most part, and The Rock kind of revitalized it when he came in with Fast Five, uh, so, you know, we'll just have to see, but I am apprehensive um i was a little surprised that gail gadot is not in it because she's been in two or three of these um but maybe she's like i'm done i'm wonder woman now i don't need to be you know race car girl but um it's not really about racing anymore though that was more or less the first three movies and then it shifted to more of like action movies they're like fbi agents now i don't understand it it's very weird um anyways that's my pick uh cory you are second in round three so what do you want to choose I'm a little nervous about this one, but I'm going to go with Aladdin. I am too very nervous about this movie. But go ahead. Why are you I see it? people excited about it because it's Disney, duh. <laughs> I, I am not excited about this at all. I think I've seen one trailer. I don't know. I loved the movie when I was a kid, and it just really bothers me that they have Will Smith playing the genie mm-hmm. when... Mm-hmm. Rob Robin Williams was so great, like, and well, I know that he has passed away, and they can't yeah. do anything about that. But why are you? I'm sorry, Will Smith doesn't even compare. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to get into Will Smith. Uh, my my bigger concern for this movie is the director. <laughs> um, it is Guy Ritchie. Uh, yeah, has not done a good <laughs> oh, movie in a while. Um, his last film uh, was. May May 12, 2017, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and it's lifetime gross in the American box office, $39 million. Um, Ooh. And he did Man from Uncle, which is actually pretty good, but did not do well. Um, oh, I saw that one. Okay. He did the two Sherlock Holmes movies, which I do like the first one. The second one, I feel, is, is really stretched out and kind of long. And those both did almost $200 million, though. The first one did 209 the second one did less, which is not a good sign, by the way, if a sequel does less. Um... But then everything else he's done was low budget and low box office, uh, with Snatch being his first $30 million film, um, which is great. But, yeah, I don't... The look of this movie, it looks kind of like uh, like a fan fiction made film. Like, it looks like a YouTube, like, 
you know, actually, there's videos on YouTube that are better looking. Um, I do like that the cast is actually uh, not white. Like, they didn't whitewash the cast. So uh, yes. that's that's the right step. In, it's a step in the right direction. Um, but at the same time, one of the reasons why in the past cast have been whitewashed is that they've always there's no the star power here is in will smith does will smith have enough name recognition that people still care enough to come to the box office in his last couple of movies no is the answer he has not been bringing people to the box office because he's done some really crap movies in the last couple of years himself so will this movie be successful um i think ultimately it's going to have a, it's going to have a, obviously a built-in audience that's why disney's doing this um because people are fans of the original but the the tone that i'm i'm feeling is that people are not as excited about it um the, the i will say though as much as i didn't like the initial look of of will smith as the genie and i don't i think the costumes look way too pristine and clean uh for like especially aladdin's and first costume yeah well not just that but he's a street rat that's the whole premise of the film is that he's like lives on the street and he steals things and he's like his costume looks brand new like he just picked it up out of a cosplay closet um, but when they tease the songs in the new trailer, when you start to hear, uh, you've never had a friend like me and a whole new world, it, it got me, it hooked me because those songs are great. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm apprehensive, but it definitely has the potential if it's better than it looks for repeat business, uh, beauty and the beast crushed at the box office the live action adaptation if that wasn't clear jungle book crushed at the box office dumbo not doing so well at the box office right now um no. and it's it's pretty mediocre and let's be fair though dumbo is from like 1954 i believe um or 61 something like it's it's 40 50 years old so the audience isn't as fresh beauty and the beast 92 i think um so people you know kids and their parents love that movie they're going to i don't know if dumbo has that built-in audience like it used to um i barely remember dumbo like i know i saw it as a kid but i barely remember the original movie where i very vividly remember aladdin lion king and beauty and the beast so maybe that's going to be enough to pull people in um that familiarity that proximity or maybe it's going to keep people out uh the other question of course though is how are the critics going to receive it just because people might go spend money Will this be highly critically acclaimed? Uh, it's been a while since Guy Ritchie had a high critical acclaim film, so... We're going to blame it on Madonna. Blame it on Madonna? <laughs> I'm not sure if I... But not for all of these? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Was she with She's Guy Ritchie? She's making a new album, by the way. For a little while. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, okay. for a little bit. I was yeah, like, I'm like what's the Madonna together. connection? Oh. <laughs> Alright, well, there you go. Uh, Madonna has crushed Guy Ritchie's career, um, but Sean Penn has somehow survived it, so... Um, and Dennis Rodman also seemed to come out just as crazy as he was before he went in. All right. That leads us to Michael's pick. Uh, what you got, bub? Um, I'm just going to go with my fan, my fanboyness and go with Godzilla killing of the monsters. Mm. I've been wanting to see this. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm hoping, I, I honestly don't remember the performance of the original. I liked it more than not. Uh, and just by again the trailers and the fact that they the inclusion of all the classic kaiju, all the man monsters I grew up with, mm -hmm. just made, that's that's a draw for me. Well, it comes out May thirty first. Uh, has a really big cast, uh, starring Stranger Things superstar Millie Bobby Brown, 
um, Vera Farmiga, um, Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, who I always love, Sally Hawkins, who's amazing, um, Kyle Chandler, uh, Zihi Zhang, I apologize if I mispronounced that, David Stratham, uh, one of my new favorites, I love seeing him in things, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, that's Ice Cube's son, Mm -hmm. Um, Thomas Middleditch, who is from Silicon Valley, uh, he looks to be playing some type of scientist type character, Ken Watanabe is in yet another summer blockbuster, Um, so he's going to have kind of a big summer. And there's some other people involved. Uh, it's directed by Michael Daughtry, or Daughtry. Um, he did Trick or Treat and Krampus, he wrote. Uh, I don't think he directed those. He wrote those. Um, oh, he did direct Krampus and Trick or Treat. I'm wrong. He directed both of those. Mm. Um, like and I'm Krampus. a big fan of Krampus. Now, I got to say, the trailer for this pumped me up so much. I am so excited for this. This would have been my next pick, Mike, if you didn't grab it right here, or if Corey didn't. Um just because uh, it didn't sound like you had a lot of faith in this pick that you're going just on fan Godzilla 2014 did very well um, at okay. the box office it did, it did a couple hundred million and had a very okay. positive critic score um, and while this is not exactly the same Kong Skull Island did fairly well also um, which there is going to be next year Kong versus uh, Godzilla uh, that ties those two properties together officially um, although it is alluded to if you see the end of Kong Skull Island there is a uh um, what are they calling those things? Uh, the teaser. Post credit. Yeah, I can't, there's a better term for it. I can't think of what it is. Um, that teases this movie. That they, there's other ones out there. Godzilla is one of them. Um, and so I am also I'm super excited. I do feel like there's a little bit of like a Zack Snyder darkness to this movie, as far as like the actual look of the movie. Like the cities are like covered in soot and and it looks destroyed. Uh, but one of the biggest complaints I heard from people with the 2014 is that you never really saw Godzilla clearly because there's always smoke and things. Um, that is definitely not the issue with this movie. There is some really cool shots just in the trailer of the monsters, and I am super stoked about that. Um, they look really cool, and I, I'm, I'm all in on this movie too. So uh, hopefully, it's a, for you, hopefully. For me, I hope this movie bombs, but I hope I enjoy it regardless. Um, but for you... Wow. Well, you know. It's, I gotta throw a little shade, right? I mean, this is uh, it's competition <laughs> in the end. Um, but all right, uh, that concludes round three. Uh, Corey, are you into Godzilla at all? I mean, I saw the last one, um, so I'll probably see this one. I really like Vera Farmiga. Yeah, and I mean, uh, for sure. Bobby Brown's okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, you I know, think I, that I'm excited just... to see her in something else. Yeah, well, I think that she's gonna pull a lot of younger people that probably wouldn't go see this movie. Oh, valid point. Possibly. Possibly. Well, now that depends. Well, actually, no. This is this movie is coming out just in time because uh, Stranger Things season three drops in July. Yep. So it, it it comes out before there's time for Stranger Things to ruin her reputation. I don't know if it will, but I am apprehensive with Stranger Things season three. A lot of times shows jump the shark. It was pushing it with season two. There was a couple of like I think episode ten when she goes emo or eleven. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> she's like emo eleven. Yes. Uh, that whole episode felt like a spin-off wannabe, like they were trying to like start another show, and that makes me nervous for season three, is like, how are they going to be able to keep it interesting and feeling fresh, like the first two seasons did mostly, or is it going to uh, feel like they're just trying to, to keep it going so they make money? Um, but she gets this luxury. People are going to be talking about Stranger Things season three and Eleven. Oh, and Eleven's in Godzilla? Very cool. So it might bring people into the box office just for that alone. All right. Well, that's round three. Um, for round four, Mike is getting to go first, finally. 
Uh, Corey goes second again, and I go third this time because I had two back-to-back first-round picks. Um, with that said, Mike, what is your number one pick for round four? Um, I'm, I, I think I just went again with my things I'm a fan of, and I went with Rocket Man. Oh, see, that was going to be my pick. That was going to be my pick. Phew, <laughs> <laughs> snuck that one in. You did. Um, I just—it's so weird to me to see Eggsy play Elton John, and yes, but it feels like the right choice. And I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody more than not, and I'm actually surprised there has not been an Elton John biopic to to date yet. And so here we are. He has not I allowed Elton. it. Um, Elton handpicked Taron Egerton to play him. Um, they met on the Kingsman Golden Circle uh, set. He loved him, and obviously they look so similar. Um, oh yeah. You know, because I'm totally picking. If I ever get the opportunity for a biopic about me, I'll probably have Brad Pitt play me because you know we look so similar. <laughs> uh, but uh, this movie, oh, I see, I would, I would, I would go for a younger actor. Um, oh well, yeah, see, but I'm thinking, I like I'm thinking uh, uh, he, he could be an older version of you. There you go. Um, all right, so I didn't realize this, but uh, it's directed by Dexter Fletcher. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard's apparently in this. Uh, Sheila Eileen. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Richard Madden, um, who I believe was uh, in Game of Thrones. Yes, he was. He was Rob Stark, uh, my favorite Stark, actually. Um, Taron Egerton, <laughs> Stephen Graham, Jamie Bell. Um, Jamie Bell's been in a few things I've seen. Um, ooh, he was in Jumper. Oh, he was in the horrible Fantastic Four. He was the thing in Fantastic Four, Mike. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, um, I, I think this looks pretty solid in the trailer. Edgerton has been great in everything I've seen him in, um, except Robin Hood. Robin <laughs> Hood was really bad. Let's not talk. We won't talk about that one. Um, but I, I'm a fan of both the Kingsman movies, and I'm a big fan, actually, of uh, Eddie the Eagle, which I don't think enough people saw. Um, but if you like Cool Runnings, I, I definitely recommend you check out Eddie the Eagle because oh, yeah. happens the same Olympics uh, where he's entering is the same one that the Cool Runnings story is taking place in. And also Hugh Jackman being this kind of fictional American trainer is great um but and egerton's almost unrecognizable in that movie too uh but really really solid um if we were going to compare this movie to a recent phenomenon it would be bohemian rhapsody right the freddie mercury slash queen uh biopic that did really really well at the box office that got rami malik his uh, oscar win um I, w- I was a little surprised that this was coming out in the summer and not going for a prestige Oscar-type run for Edgerton, which does make me a little worried. And I don't know if Elton John's music is as beloved universally as Queen's music. But I honestly, I didn't feel like Queen was as universally beloved, with the exception of the title song of Bohemian Rhapsody. And Rocket Man might be that same song, you know, where everyone knows Rocket Tiny Dancer? I love Tiny Dancer, but that's because of Almost Famous. Like, that song... Them singing oh, it on the bus is like my favorite I, scene in that movie. Uh, just the and, '70s ones, because that's not even counting the '80s and '90s songs, which had a such um, "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." Um, uh, I'm thinking "Sacrifice," which isn't a big one, but that one just I really liked. Or "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." That's the first song yes. I, read. I have a memory I of in a car in New York. And there's there, I feel that he is maybe just has this is his time to come back and we'll see his album sales resurge against yes i i think you have a good shot here again and this was going to be my pick if it was still on the table uh you've taken it off the table 
Um, and I think rightfully so. I think right now, Mike, your picks are very solid. I don't think you have like a dominant like it's going to take over the the thing but i think all of your picks are going to score you points where i feel like mine are are gambles they could hit really big but they could also do really really bad <laughs> so um uh and Corey, i think your first two are safe aladdin's the big curveball for yours i don't think mike has a curveball the only thing is how much money will once upon a time actually break in because it is going to be an r film uh, but tarantino has a draw obviously um but uh, I do think your other three are, are pretty safe. Rocketman, I'm, I haven't heard as many people talking about it. People were really pumped about Freddie Mercury, and that movie was in the making for years. It was originally going to be Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury, mm. and wow. then he finally dropped out, and Rami Malek came in, and then there was all the controversy with Brian Singer and him dropping off at the end and still getting, uh, because of the DGA rules, he did 80% of it. His name stays on the film, um, and all of his scandal was worried that it would hurt it. Um, and then... You know, people critics were really hard on it, and it still did really well at the uh, the Oscars. You know, it won best editing, and it has some of the worst editing from last year, um, hands down. Uh, still an enjoyable. I, I was movie, honestly but... surprised. I mean, I mean, he was really good. I was just surprised sure. he got the Oscar. But I think I think Rocket Man uh, will either benefit from Bohemian Rhapsody or suffer because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Like people may like, oh, we just got one of these. Why are we seeing another one? Um, or it could be the opposite. I love the other one. I can't wait to see this one. Uh, I also, I do love the marketing that it's a true fantasy. I like that kind of element about it. You know, that it's, they're not looking to make a straight up real biopic. It's, it's meant to be kind of, this is the world that Elton John felt like he was living in kind of thing, you know? I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, obviously, since I picked it. What's that, Corey? Oh, I'm super pumped for it too. I think that I'm probably seeing all of your movies that you picked, Mike. Ah. That's I was a- really nervous when I first heard about this and that he was playing him, I don't know. Cause I just love Elton John so much, but I saw a really short um, clip from some award ceremony where he was talking about how hard he's been working on the music. And I like that he's trying to sound, I don't know. He's, it still sounds like him. He's not, I don't know how to explain it, but it sounds really good. The mm-hmm. clip that I've heard and he had just finished one of the songs. So I think it's going to be solid. Well, with that, Corey, let's go to your pick, because you're number two for round four. Uh, what movie are you going to pick next? Well, I'm going with X-Men. Oh. Uh, the I 27th spe- one. Specify. Um, which X-Men is it? Because there's technically oh two. Um, there, oh, let me there pull is them back up. Dark oh, Phoenix, oh. and then there's also um, New Mutants Dark as Phoenix. of now. I, was, I would recommend everyone stay away from the hope that uh, New Mutants actually comes out. But... Okay. Uh, really? Well, see, uh, that was, I was going to bring that up because it was on my list, and so that helps me. I'm going to change It's been pushed back pick. twice. And um, that's not good. Oh, that's never a good I sign. I did not and, realize that. And the D- Disney acquisition of Fox may have yeah. been oh. the final final nail in the so coffin. It's because already, why would they invest in it? Yeah, and it's already in August. So I'm I'm Ooh, holding no, no, my breath for New Mutants, um, but Dark Phoenix I, is definitely coming out. There's already a trailer, uh, which I say that there was a trailer for New Mutants the uh, year before when it was supposed to come out. But then, like, ah! but then nothing. Yeah, but um, then nothing. Apparently, the trailer sold New Mutants as more of a horror film, but the actual movie mm-hmm. didn't have that, so they put it back in production to add more horror elements. So. What? I, yeah, but that's not even the anyway. Sorry, yeah, I Corey. don't think it's going to end up happening. But Dark Phoenix, uh, which is what Corey's picking, um, I think is very, very likely going to come out to conclude 
um, this branch of X-Men movies until it comes into the MCU, which is likely to happen in the future. Um, now that Disney owns both. So, Corey, why Dark Phoenix? Money. I looked at all the other movies. No, <laughs> oh, gosh. No. I, that's how I chose most of mine. I oh, all, no, all of sense. mine. Um, now, yeah, critically, they've been hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. uh, X-Men 1, I think, is critically okay. X-Men uh, X2 is probably, I think, the... I would assume that is the highest critical, with maybe Days of Future Past being the the, the one that passes it. Last Stand, I'm pretty sure, was critically a bomb. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine is a bomb um, for critic. Uh, X-Men First Class, uh, I think, highly rated. Apocalypse, I'm pretty sure, did not do well, but it did make $155 million. Um, but I think the critic score was like under fifty, um, and I'm I'm ballparking that. But uh, it's not a bad pick here, Dark Phoenix. Although it's one thing that's really interesting is, do you notice anything about the naming convention for this one? It's it offic- doesn't have X Men. It, its oh, official what? name does not have X Men in it, and I don't know why. Um, all of the other ones have X Men, X Men, X Men, X Men, X Men. This one is dropping the X Men and just has Dark Phoenix, um, which that makes me nervous. Um, the uh, Jean Grey is played by Sophie Turner, the Game of Thrones superstar. Jennifer Lawrence is reprising her role as uh, Raven slash Mystique. James McAvoy back as Professor Charles Xavier. Jessica Chastain is listed, but no name given. Um, we have Michael Fassbender, Corey's favorite, back as Magneto. Uh, Evan Peters as um, Quicksilver. Nicholas Holt as Hank. I mean, we've got this huge cast. Ty Sheridan, uh, Mr. Pouty oh. Lips as Cyclops. Cody Smith-McPhee? Uh, Kurt Wagner. He's Nightcrawler. I think he showed up in the last movie. Um, I I am not sold by the trailer. I think the trailer looks real bad. Um, but other people have disagreed with me. There's been a lot of people who are actually kind of excited about Dark Phoenix. Um, they screwed up the Phoenix story with the last uh, with Last Stand. Um, a lot of people were not happy with how they they handled it. So uh, I am kind of curious to see how it goes. Um, but I am a. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely see it, but I'm not I'm not excited about it at all. And I I hated Age of Apocalypse. Um, yeah. Or no, no, it wasn't it, that wasn't no, just Apocalypse. Just Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse yeah. was a whole different whole yeah. different storyline that they missed the boat on mm-hmm. and Oscar <sighs> Isaac as uh looked like the guy from Power Rangers. Like it's it's it was not good. Yeah, it was it was yeah, and that's why I'm not looking forward to this one. I'm sorry, Corey. I just I might see I'm it. I'm not gonna if it's see it either. Cheap. If it's oh, if it's cheap, probably I'll probably not even see on $5 it. Yeah, if it's a five dollar one, I would do that. But um, I like, well, honestly, Sophie Turner, right? Yeah, she's a little stiff. Agreed. And I, I really had wished um, Famke Jansen, they had done it right for when she was Phoenix. Yeah. Um, uh, just who'd they get right in Apocalypse? I think Storm they got right, but they didn't give her a whole lot. Yeah, Psylocke. Psylocke was interesting to see. Again, didn't give her a whole lot. No, they they really underused Psylocke like horribly. And Archangel. Oh man, Angel was great to see. Archangel was great to see, but again, with the stiffness. Yeah, yeah, it's the kind of eye candy and uh, following up X Men First Class. That's that's kind of a tough. Well, and Days of Future Fast is so good. Quicksilver is great. It was, yeah. Quicksilver is fantastic, and best part of it, Apocalypse that, also actually. Oh yeah, that holds. I, I watched that scene again, yeah. and uh, it's yeah. I really, he's good. He's good. I, I 
I like his iteration better. Sorry. Uh, oh man, I just lost his name. Aaron. Aaron. Are the, uh, the Quicksilver from the MCU? Oh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Thank you, because I should know him from Godzilla. But yep, and Kickass. Yes, as well. Yes, I can't believe I dropped. Oh man, craziness. But I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. I I really, really wanted New Mutants. I kind of am disappointed about that because that was kind of because New Mutants the lead in into eventually uh, at some point quite I would say Generation X and X Force and that's where we get Cable from and mm-hmm. why they would do what they'd done to it. That's a shame. But they yeah. did that to Inhumans as well, so. Yeah, but that was Marvel that did it to Inhumans. Fox did it to New Mutants, and now Disney owns it, so who knows uh, what's going to happen to it. And again, it might show up, and it might do well, but it just feels like it's a movie that's been buried by a lot. And, I, and all the the reshoots that they've done, I would be no, surprised re- if it even reshoots that casts are, act as if they didn't know about, and that's, that's a problem. Yeah. If they're, if they're not sure what's going on with the film that tells you that it's probably a disaster behind the scenes. So who knows what happens? It'll, it'll be probably the modern day Roger Corman, fantastic four. <laughs> and someone out there has got, will get a copy and we, we just, we don't, nobody wants to pay money for that. We've gotten two fantastic, three fantastic four films that never should have quite yeah. been done. So, yeah. well, all right. That leads to my pick uh, for round four. Um, and I'm going to go with one that uh, has has done well, but I still am always a little apprehensive about. But I'm going with one that I guess you could say a fan favorite. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. I don't know why the Parabellum is attached to that. The other, John Wick 2 doesn't have a freaking anything other than Chapter 2, so I don't know why they felt to add a word. But um, this is what we expect to be the concluding chapter of the John Wick trilogy. Um it's uh comes out may 17th so this is my earliest release on my list so far uh of course returns keanu reeves in the titular role ian mcshane uh back as winston the head of the um establishment we add halle berry jerome flynn asia cat dylan um jason mansukis who i'm a big fan of angelica houston shows up um lawrence fishburne's reprising his role from uh john wick chapter two lance reddick um directed by chad uh who did John Wick, um, and uh, he worked on a lot of stunts for a lot of these big movies. Um, I am very pumped by the trailer. I mean, we have freaking John Wick riding a horse, fighting guys on motorcycles in the trailer. Um, So who knows what kind of crazy shenanigans we're going to get into in the movie. These have been probably my favorite action movies over the last several years. I love the style of fighting in the movie, like his uh, in-close quarters. And if you've watched Keanu Reeves, he's legitimately doing 90% of his stunts um, he is actually skilled with guns. Uh, there's a really awesome training video where he's basically just John Wick for real. Um, luckily, Keanu Reeves is supposed to be one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, and so we're probably safe. But if anyone tries to ever take him down, I think they're going to be sorely mistaken. Um, the movies have done well uh, overall. Critical receptions always in the 60s and 70s, and they've made a, a couple hundred million um, at a very low budget. I, I kind of wish we were taking budget into consideration here because my movies, this movie would do very well in that regard. But I don't know if the third one's going to just have maybe people found bored. Like, But I know that Corey, who was not sold by the premise of John Wick, when we watched one and two, you liked both of them. I might say I loved them. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where the story goes with this one. After the ending of the second one, I was just like, what? It's done? Um, 
and I have to wait. And I I don't know. I don't think that Keanu Reeves is the best actor ever, maybe. Or maybe that it's he's just not cast right. But I freaking I, love him in these movies. Yeah. I misheard you say I heard cast. And I did not hear you say cast right. I yes. just heard something else. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, when he's cast correctly, though, um, to me, there's uh, a few movies that he's done that he's cast perfectly. Bill and Ted's, which is maybe the best casting ever because he's so perfect as Ted. Um, the Matrix, which not that he's necessarily perfect as the one Neo, but he's perfect as, especially in the first movie, this blank slate to receive all the information because he sells confused better than anybody. Um, and he's definitely confused <laughs> at the beginning. Um, and then John Wick, uh, this character is, is essentially made for him. It's perfect. What? You're, you're, I see. I feel I would add two more to those. His... Point Break. Point Break. Thank you. That yes. was one. Yep. And and don't say Bram Stoker's oh. Dracula because I'll lose it. Oh, heck. <laughs> oh, heck. oh, I almost I almost would say that to him if you lose it. But no. Which one? When she I was... say it, you guys will be like. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I'm waiting. The replacements? Oh, uh, pa- no, Parenthood. Uh, <gasps> you know I love Parenthood. Why didn't I think about that? I don't remember Parenthood enough. well enough. Oh, he, he, he was, would... That was Keanu Reeves. I don't feel the... he was acting a whole lot in that. Got it. No, and perfect person to drive her mother crazy. Is he just playing, like, Ted, basically? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Uh, it's been a long it's time like since I've a, seen Parenthood. Yeah, I saw that in a theater. I don't think beat. I've seen it since. Um, and so I was a kid when I saw it. So it's been a while. But um, I I will concur then. But yep, John Wick Chapter Three. I know uh, I'm gonna see it uh, opening weekend for sure. I think Corey might be in on board. Mike, what about you? I, you've you've I feel like you've slept on them in the theater, but you have seen. I them. I did, and I, I I staunchly resisted the original, and then was like. <sighs> How did I miss this and have not seen the sequel yet? Oh. I have not seen two yet. Oh, you definitely should. And yeah, I should. And so I really can't go into I, I, I That would be one I'd have to watch. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it'll, if it's anything near the original, which I'm sure that it's close. The series well, it's close. Okay. And that's okay. It's yeah. tough to top, it's tough to difficult to top that. Kind it of... starts kind of jumping the shark a little, and I am that's one of my concerns with the third one is that maybe it's gone too big, but um, it, it's still really great. Uh, but... And uh, if you're just watching it for the action alone and not hung up on the yeah. story, um, it's definitely solid. Uh, there's this really great sequence with Common that I think is is just one of the best yes. action sequences like ever. Um, at least the construction of it. It's such a unique kind of situation. Um, but, uh, I, I'm a really big fan of the world they built with the continental, mm-hmm. um, in the first mm-hmm. film and the second one, they go deeper with it. And that's where it's, you start to like, things start to let make less sense and you're starting to go, Oh, wait a minute. Are you going too far? And so that's my fear with the third one. Um, so, but, but so this is a wholly out. original created world. It's not from a comic book. It's not from a graphic novel. Not to my knowledge. To my knowledge, this okay, is well, original that's property. Pretty pretty amazing to just yeah, you know just create because it does have a feel uh i mean i would say you know uh, a, de- a grown-up deadly class what happens to one of the graduates or something like that yeah yeah i i agree um i i'm very pumped for this movie this is probably 
one of my most anticipated films. Obviously, I'm excited about Avengers Endgame. I, I am a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, so I'm looking forward to Far From Home. But uh, John Wick, I think, is the movie I'm, I'm genuinely the most excited about. I... I just, I'm so afraid because I love the first two so much. I am a little bit nervous that they could screw it up. But I, it won't screw up my first two, obviously. I still will love those. But, like, I guess after The Matrix, because I, I like I the second Matrix movie. I don't love it. Like, I love the first Matrix. I hate the third one um, with, like, a very strong passion so, so much. Um, so I am worried that, like, this could happen to me again. He hasn't done many trilogies, so... <laughs> I hope this one doesn't do that, but all right, we need to get to round five. Um, for round five, the last round, Corey will be going first uh, because she only got to go first in round one. Mike will go second because he only got one first round pick, so he got three second round picks to make up for it. And I will go uh, third. Um, you'll note I had no second round picks because I got the two second round first picks, second and third round first picks. So I will be going third again. Um, so who knows what's going to be left for me. Uh, there's a few movies at the end, too, I'm going to throw in. We usually do honorable mentions. Instead, I'm just going to do some other ones that you might want to see this summer or movies that I'm excited about that I don't think will do well enough to be drafted, but I do want to see. Um, and maybe our podcast will help them do better. So with that, Corey, do you know what you're picking last for uh, round five? Yes. I'm going to go with Men in Black International. Very nice. Mm. I was very torn about choosing this one, but I hope this movie's great. Yeah same um it has i wasn't really i didn't really know who all was in this movie oh it's got a cast when i was making yeah there's a tessa thompson chris hemsworth liam neeson emma thompson kamel nanjiani i'm gonna probably say that wrong rebecca ferguson oh yes and then off the oh top of my head that's all that i really know. Yeah, it's directed by F. Gary Gray, who did uh, Set It Off, The Italian Job, The uh, Friday, and The Negotiator, and Straight Outta Compton. Oh, no, wait. I don't think he directed that. He just is in it. Um, apparently, he's an actor uh, also, but um, he did The Fate of the Furious. Uh, and you know, He did direct Straight Outta Compton. Um, uh, he directed Be Cool, the not-so-great sequel to Get Shorty. Um, <laughs> and yet... Um, you know, I I I'm a big fan of the first Man in Black for sure. I actually I don't know if you guys bothered to see Man in Black three, but Josh Berlin plays young mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Lee Jones and he's great as uh, young K or young yeah he's K right. J is uh, Will Smith's character if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Men in Black International, uh, I don't know if it's doing enough to pull people back into this universe, um, but I love Tessa Thompson. I have really grown to love Chris Hemsworth, especially when there's a comedic tone to him. And I see that being probable in the Men in Black movies. So I really hope this is going to be great. Will it bring people to the box office? That's why I was apprehensive about picking it. Although this was in my possibilities for my last pick no longer because Corey just snagged, uh, snagged it. I actually, Corey, I was expecting you to pull a horror film here because um, in the past you usually pick one and you didn't this year. Because they don't usually do very well. Nope. Summer horror movies generally don't make a lot of money. Although there's a few uh, franchises this year. Yeah, there are. But also, I don't think that most of them are very well, you know. Let's not name drop them just in case Mike uh, happens to pick one. Oh, no, I wasn't going to. I was just saying, I don't think that they bring in the money or the score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Very rarely are they critically acclaimed, and they don't usually make more than $100 which is great for them because usually they're low budget, but it's not going to help you win this game. Um, so mm. a good strategic pick, I think, in that way. Uh, Michael, 
what are you going oh wait are you excited at all for men in black international I debated having it on my pit on my pick list I did not include it at all but I I would I I so far probably the weakest link of the whole any of them that have come I think would say I would say two but all yeah, two's every, the worst. and even and even then I liked it more than not me too. So I wish, I wish, I don't know what all happened, but I wish they had kept Linda Fiorentino because I am a fan ah. of hers from, from the original. Yeah, me too. The Doctor. Uh, the, uh, Who, the... at the end, is teased to be a new agent. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't and think they, they ever explained nothing. her. Yeah. They did nothing with her, and she is great. She is one of those highly underrated. She's uh, the last, I talked about her before in The Last Seduction and a couple of others. Uh, she's, she's great, and just one of those that really, really needs a, more attention, now, I feel. Um, this movie comes out June 14th, and I don't think I mentioned uh, Dark Phoenix's release date. Um, so I'm going to do that real quick. Uh, June 7th. And um, I did say John Wicks. I'm not sure if I said Rocket Man, so I apologize, listeners, uh, if I'm failing in that job. I got I get too excited to just talk about the movies. Um, but uh, Men in Black... And then uh, May 31st is Rocketman. So that comes out not too far from now. Um, but that leads us to Mike's pick. Mike, what are you going with for your final pick? Okay. Well, I'm glad you helped me toss out New Mutants because it was one of my lower picks. Mm-hmm. But now I don't think I need to. Uh, this one I'm going because I missed the last big one they did in the theater and really wish I had not done that. Ooh. I'm going with Mitz. Uh, I'm going to say Midsummer, but I maybe pronounced differently. Uh, the Ari Aster one from yeah. Hereditary. Yep, yep, yep. I just uh, it, it hits. The premise sounds interesting. The poster goes against any horror yes. kind of. I mean, it's got a Wicker Man feel. It does Original, totally have not, a Wicker Man feel. Not not, not Nicholas Cage. Yeah, not bees. Uh, <laughs> the original, the original, and I just uh, it actually reminds me of the Polyphonic Spree uh, video. The, they did that Apple or iTunes music, Light and Day song. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that premise, it's really interesting. Uh, I was captivated by the Fire Festival documentaries. I watched them both. And this, while not along those lines, has a you know kind of plot point that's kind of along those lines. Yep. And just, I, I missed Hereditary, and I kicked myself for having yeah. done so, because that thing was amazing. Um, July 3rd is when Midsummer comes out, so appropriately Midsummer, I would say. Um, I am very excited because Florence Pugh is in this movie, and she was, uh, I just became kind of aware of her in uh, Fighting With My Family, the wrestling movie that came out in, uh, I think, January, that um, I loved. It was one of my favorite movies. In fact, it's the only uh, 2019 film I've given five stars to so far this year, um, and I've seen quite a few 2019 movies. Um, it also has Will Poulter, Jack Rayner, who is in Sing Street. I'm a big fan of him. William Jackson Harper, who is, if you watch The Good Place, he is cheaty on The Good Place. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and uh, he's also in Patterson, which I love that movie. Um, and Ari Aster, yeah, he won me over with Hereditary. So I'm kind of on board to see anything he directs for the moment. Um, this movie, the, the trailer is crazy. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Have you seen it, Corey? Mm-mm, no, I, I need to watch the trailer. Mm. Yeah, you got when it dropped. I got an email and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm totally uh, on board for this movie." So yeah, Ooh. check out the trailer. I was trying to dig up a trailer for Alexander Aja's Crawl, and I couldn't, and that made me look really leery. And I'm surprised I went with this pick, not having seen the trailer either. 
I am so torn for my last pick, guys. Um, I got a fun pick, and then I got a pick that probably won't do so well. And then I got a few that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to bring an audience or not. Um, feel like you just answered your own question. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I think I'm going to go everything? with... I'm going to go with my fun pick, um, the one that I really want to talk about because it's a movie that I'm super pumped about. I don't think it's going to do well at all. Um, I think it might get a good critical reception, uh, but then again, it may not. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with it. Uh, I'm going with Brightburn, um, uh. <laughs> the the uh, Superman goes evil type story. It's not actually officially Superman, but it is definitely a Superman type character. What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, proved to be something far more sinister? It is James Gunn produced um, and written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. Um, so I'm assuming those are relatives to James. I'm not sure. Uh, David Yarvzowski is the director. Um, he worked on Guardians, it looks like, uh, but not as a director, obviously, but worked you know in the crew of some capacity. Um, he's not directed much. He's done some music videos, uh, a film called The Hive I've not seen. So I don't have a lot of faith. Oh, no, 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 don't watch The Hive. Okay, well, there you go. That's not a good sign right there. Elizabeth Banks, David Denham, Matt Jones, Jennifer Holland. Um, I think the trailer looks great. Uh, it looks like it's totally up my alley. And it's kind of the counter superhero movie. But that could be exactly what it kills, is that it is a counter comic book movie. Because... You rarely see, like, villain movies that like this, so I don't know. Uh, but I really want to talk about because if you haven't seen the trailer for Brightburn, you should totally watch the trailer for Brightburn. It is freaky. It's very eerie and sci-fi scary. Um, I am, I really want to see this movie. Uh, it comes out May 24th, so we don't have to wait too long. Um, it is scheduled currently to get a wide release, but will that actually happen? I think will depend on how the critics receive it. Um, but honestly, at this point, I feel like most of the movies I would have picked are uh questionable as far as box office goes there's some movies i'm very very excited about that are coming out that i'm going to mention here uh and see if you guys are excited about them as well but have you guys seen brightburn's trailer or like anything about it do you know what it even is no? yes uh it was also on my list but i didn't go with it i do uh, having said not to see the hive uh, it's just your mileage may vary on that, but I just, I, mm, it was a mess, and I, I thought it would be better, and it was not at all. This looks much better. Okay, good sign. Although I was deceived, I would dis I was deceived by the hive, so I don't know that, uh, that it has the guns associated with it also adds to it. But yeah, yeah. It, it, I wonder, because, remember, you know, we did mention the mutants having that horror bent on in their trailers. I mean, this very, if this ends up being a bright and cheery film at all would be very deceptive too because I mean the whole idea is that he is not not uh, looking to be heroic in any way he's no. villainous and, and, and there's uh, it's it's like bizarro it's like a yeah and it, it kind of reminds me of the Red Sun Superman although he's not evil per se he's just a communist so he's evil from our perspective mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but uh I, I do love the the idea of it alone. Just the idea. What if what if he decided not to help? Because um, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel plays at that uh, debate, like that internal struggle that Superman's going with, of why should he help humanity who uh, would seek to outcast him and whatnot. Um, and I feel like it can be really interesting. Um, you know, and the other question does does somebody rise up to fight him? Is as an interesting. Uh, framing as well you know what i mean like is that something that could happen where um 
you know, like another character shows up, another person with powers arrives, that kind of thing, you know. Um, all right, that's our draft. So our uh, just to recap real fast, Corey's team is Spider-Man: Far From Home, Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Men in Black International. Mike's team, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Detective Pikachu. I think it's officially Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Godzilla, King of Monsters, Rocket Man, and Midsummer. My team, The Lion King, Toy Story 4, Fast and Furious, John Wick, uh, Chapter 3, Parabellum, and Brightburn being my biggest curveball and probably uh, one that will not get me many points. The question of my team, of course, will any of them get me big points or will they fail me? But um, I think we've, I think these are pretty solid teams overall. Let's see how it plays out over the course of the summer. Uh, you can, if you go to the BurkeReviews.com official page for this episode, uh, you can click on the spreadsheet and you can actually view us as we keep track of our points and see the leaderboard and also look, recap our teams and whatnot uh, to keep up with who's winning uh, throughout the, the summer season. Again, this goes until August 31st. Um, that is the cutoff. And so August movies like Fast and Furious may hurt me just because it doesn't have a long time to rack up box office dollars. But... I'm kind of hoping that's a big opening weekend movie anyways. So uh, before we wrap up the podcast, these are the replacement for honorable mentions. I'd like to just throw some movies out there and get your feedback. Um, one that I almost picked was this uh, comedy that was originally called Flarsky that got renamed at South by Southwest to the long, or it's just long shot. Uh, Star Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and Charlie mm-hmm. Theron. Um, it looks pretty funny. Uh, I think the reviews from South by have been mainly positive, not super positive, but you know, overall positive, but uh, Rogan's movies have been not so good box office wise. Like they're never like big dollar draw. So I was uh, nervous about picking it. I almost picked that over Brightburn. Are you guys excited about that one at all? Long shot was on my list. Uh, it, it made me wonder what if Catherine Heigl had not done what she'd done, and because mm. it looks like Charlize Theron has kind of gone into that. In this, you know what world. I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. In, in this particular film, for sure. Um, Corey, what about you? I don't I, think you're much of a Rogan fan. No, I liked him in Freaks and Geeks, and that's been about it. Oh, well, I, I like him quite a bit. I'm excited about it for the most part. Um, then there is uh, the reboot of Child's Play um, coming out. Uh, <laughs> well, it was surprising that Mark Hamill's voicing. Um, yes. I don't know. We got Aubrey I mean, Plaza and... as the mom. Um uh, I think we're all fans of her mm-hmm. to some degree. And then Brian Tyree Henry, who has been amazing in everything he's been in lately, uh, or period, because he hasn't been around that long. Um, but he's been like an up-and-comer, so I like that he's in this. But yeah, um, the trailer, not sold on just yet, you know? But, you know, I am a fan of Child Play as a franchise. Or at least the first one. Uh, actually, I don't even remember watching the original, so I don't really oh. have an attachment to it. I just know what I mean. What are they going to do? Are they not going to use the original? Because that is, you know, Chucky yep. forever. So it'll well, be interesting to see what they do with that. Corey, what about you? You you generally like uh, a lot of this era of horror. Um, I am. I do like Aubrey Plaza. I don't think that this movie needed to be remade like most movies that are remade. Yep. Well, another movie about a possessed doll is coming out this summer uh, in a... Uh, part of a trilogy apparently that i never knew we needed um annabelle comes home uh <laughs> which brings finally vera Farmiga and patrick wilson into the annabelle films though 
Um, they are reprising their roles as the Warrens. This is part of James Wan's overarching uh, um, Conjuring universe, which has way too many movies in it already, uh, yeah. including the horrible The Nun, and comes out this week. Uh, in fact, the day you're La getting Llorona. this podcast, La Llorona, which I've heard pretty bad things about, and it looks awful in the trailer. No. Um, uh, to me, the trailer looks awful. Uh, just a bunch of jump scares. Um, and this is, I think, the third different director with the Annabel franchise. Uh, so not not, and this felt like it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't know this was coming out. Um, it, yeah, I'm not excited about this at all. But what I do mean, you... I'm gonna probably see it because I've seen all the other ones. But I do like Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as the Warrens a lot. Me too. Me too. I love Conjuring. I like Conjuring two a little less. Um, yeah. But I, I have not liked most of the extended universe. I, I do like the second Annabelle movie. I just feel like The Conjuring was so good. Like, one of the top horror movies ever made in the history of the world. And they just should have left it alone. But yeah. that's not going to happen once you have such a, a, a smaller budget <sighs> film doing so well. They're going to try to recreate that even though it's not going to happen. And they want to make their money. They want. It's all yeah. about the all-powerful dollar. Couple yeah, of box office returns. A last couple of things that I want to uh, just throw out there, and you guys, if you want to talk about any of these in detail, but um, Booksmart is the uh, kind oh. of a ladybird follow-up um, from, but it's directed <laughs> by a directorial debut. Olivia Wilde it premiered at South yeah. by. Um, it does have a, a returning actress from Ladybird, uh, Beanie Feldstein, who was uh, Ladybird's best friend in the film Ladybird, which I've said way too many times. Um, she, I loved her. Uh, she was one of my favorite parts of that film. Um, it also stars Caitlin Dever. Uh, it, it did, it had pretty good reviews out of South by the trailer is hilarious and it looks like my type of movie. So I'm all over book smart. Um, the dead don't die. This is honestly my most anticipated movie of the summer. So pumped. Um, directed by Jim Jarmusch. It is a zombie movie that stars Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Sevigny, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Caleb Landry Jones, Rosie Perez, Iggy Pop, uh, the RZA, Selena Gomez, and Tom Waits. Cause he's a regular, uh, for Jim Jarmusch. Um, I am a Jarmusch fan. Uh, I love Bill Murray and honestly, Adam Driver is becoming one of my favorite actors. That guy is a freaking chameleon. Um, and I love zombie movies, so I am so excited about The Dead Don't Die. And it kind of just came out of nowhere. Um, the trailer it made me so excited. Uh, I can't wait. Um, super pumped about that. What about you guys? I, I didn't even know. I wasn't aware. I'm adding now. Oh, man, dude. You got to watch the trailer when this is over. Uh, you will freaking yeah. love it. This um, looks interesting. Corey? I'm... Set in Scotland? Hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that because they definitely don't have Scottish accents. Uh, okay. well, or maybe I'm just catching a Scottish morgue expert, but I till, could be wrong. Uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton's playing a Scottish, uh, Scottish okay, samurai. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be so bad. She's going to be so Tilda Swinton. Um, right, i got to watch yes. it. Yeah, i got to watch it. got to um, wrap up so I can watch these trailers. I'm going to talk know, about right? my movies I'm excited about. Um, I also had Dead Don't Die, Booksmart. Guys, I probably have talked about this. I'm super pumped. I'm afraid it's gonna suck because I love the books so much. Ah, but scary stories. Yep. Mm -hmm, I've been mm -hmm. waiting for this movie to be made and come out for like five years, um, and then blinded by the light because I like yes. yeah. Springsteen. Yeah. And that yesterday, was... because yesterday the... looks so good. Danny Boyle <laughs> yeah. directing yesterday a movie that has Lily Jane, Lily Collins, the girl from Baby Driver. I keep forgetting which one she is. Um, 
yeah, I'm excited about yesterday. I'm hoping to somehow squeeze my way into seeing that at Tribeca. It's not looking good at the moment. Um, Blinded by the Light, I've heard great things about. Uh, Mike, is there anything you want to throw out there? Actually, yeah, that was that. Blinded by the Light was on there. I mean, come on, it's Gunrinder Shada, and I, I did a hat to job on them from uh, Bandit like Beckham. Yes, so yes, that automatically is going to be you know that drew my attention. Um, we didn't mention Tolkien. Token, I debated yeah. on that one. That was on my list. I don't think that's going to actually get a big That's release. why I dropped it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I pro- did not include that one on mine. Longshot was on my list. What else did I include on my list? Um, Crawl is... Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with High Tension just because of a couple of scenes in it. Um, but I, And the same thing with Hills Have Eyes because he was. I think it was uh, Alexander Aja was associated with the first one. Uh, Dead Don't Die is now on my list too yep. because I, I just obviously zombies. I, yeah. Uh, I actually took a sick day today and I should be at school tomorrow, but I pretty much got through all of Black Summer and started on Z Nation today. So mm. kind of lounged around. Black Summer is the prequel to Z Nation, it's ah. a sister production. Well, um, last yeah, just... it's actually really well done. To wrap up, uh, just a couple of other little titles that people might want to know about. Good Boys is a uh, coming-of-age story that stars um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the very beloved uh, Jacob Tremblay, uh, Keith L. Williams, who I feel like was in Sadie, which is a movie I've been praising since I saw at South By. I just confirmed he is, and he's great in that. Um, it's three boys on the cusp of becoming teenagers embark on an epic quest in the San Fernando Valley to fix their broken toy before their parents get home. Uh, it's a drone that they were trying to spy on a girl or something over. Um Lil Rel Howery's in it. It looks really funny. It's a Seth Rogen produced film, um, and I think he might have like a small part in it or something. But it's a, it's three like twelve year olds cursing a lot is what, what the premise looks to be. Um, the Red Band trailer kind of expresses that. Uh, the Hustle is the new Anne Hathaway and um, Rebel Wilson <sighs> comedy. That's a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I believe. Okay, um, I, it, that's what we thought it was going when we saw the trailer for that. I surely yeah. thought that was. It, it, yeah. even, it outright says it in the uh, letterbox synopsis. 1988 comedy Dirty Rotten remake um, with the two female leads. Instead, Tim Blake Nelson's in it, though I'm always a fan of his. Um, I, I will be surprised if it's any good. The trailer looks kind of tough. Um, and I think the only other one that I feel like needs to be mentioned just because of its legacy is Shaft. Uh, the the new version of Shaft with brings back Samuel L. Jackson and Richard Roundtree as Shaft, but also introduces Jesse Usher as uh, the Shaft Jr. Jr. Um, so uh, the trailer looks pretty funny, and it looks like it'll be action-packed, so I'm kind of on board. Uh, you know, I'm not like sold on it, but I, I kind of want to see it. So um, I think there's a bunch of other movies coming out that won't get quite the, the acknowledgement or the reputation, but keep your eye out for uh, these little independent movies. Go see those two. Don't just see the blockbusters. Um, but otherwise, uh, if you want to keep up with the summer movie draft, you can go to burkreviews.com, read and review anything that we uh, post, and keep up with what we see by following us on social media. I am at burkreviews, Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey. At server Mikey. And until next time, listeners, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? 
Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts, covering the entire movie verse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.